Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, and I was lucky enough to get Russ Higgins, who was our commercial agriculture educator at the Northern Illinois Agricultural Research Center near DeKalb, uh, to come to the studio after having uh, been a, a world traveler, as my understanding. Good, uh, good day, Russ. How are you doing? Hello, Richard. How are you today? Good. Good. So uh, my understanding is you had a, a little jaunt over to uh, uh, Berlin, Germany? I certainly did. I had the good fortune to uh, spend eight days uh, in northeast Germany. Uh, I was there as part of the German-American Chamber of Commerce of the Midwest, as well as a partnership formed with the Illinois and Iowa Farm Bureaus. And we had 21 uh, farmers who uh, took the trip over, and we got the chance to learn about farming in Germany, at least that portion of Germany, but also a big portion of the trip was to get a better understanding of how Germany actually addresses the issues of soil health and nutrient management. Interesting. So uh, very quickly, what are the typical crops, just like here in the Midwest? We were very surprised. Uh, Germany is, is a little bit farther north uh, than what we're used to here in Illinois. Uh, as such, their crops are primarily winter annuals, and that includes winter wheat, winter rye, uh, winter canola. Uh, they also grow some sugar beets and a very small portion of corn. And unlike the corn that's harvested for grain here in Illinois, uh, their corn is harvested as silage, and it goes toward biogas production. Interesting. Very good. Okay. Well, um, and not that that's much of a segue, but the segue is here I wanted to talk about how, how uh, uh, crops are doing, at least in northern Illinois, or if you've got insights throughout the rest of the state. Um, it, traveling this summer and looking at all the cornfields that are usually nice and uniform, they look rather hilly this year. Um and and wondering uh, if you could address uh, how come that crop uniformity doesn't seem to be there, and uh, uh, farmers are always talking about uh, the moisture content when it comes time to harvest and things like that, uh, insects and disease issues, given the strange and unusual summer we've had. So pick any of those, Russ. <laughs> this has been a very unusual summer, and I'm sure everybody has experienced this. When they go on vacation, when you come back and you look at the fields or your garden, you look at things with sort of a fresh eye or a fresh perspective. And I have to say, as I came back to northeastern Illinois, I was a little disappointed with the way the crops look. It seems like they are actually dying a little bit prematurely. Across the entire state of Illinois, they're projecting the yield to be 172 bushels an acre for corn, 53 bushels uh, for soybean. Very good crops, not as good as our record crops of last year. But you would never know that by looking at the fields in our part of the state. Our June rainfall that went anywhere from 16 to over 20 inches really put those crops behind. We basically think that... Uh, the root systems, because they were in saturated soils for such a long time, really just didn't get a chance to develop and really didn't get a chance to recover. So even the slightest time period without moisture, like we've had for the last few days, really put a strain on those crops. And, and as such, I, I think uh, northeastern Illinois, unfortunately, is going to have the lowest yields 
uh, across the state this year. And as you mentioned, Richard, if you look at these fields, you know that they're flat, but if you look at the corn, uh, it certainly looks like you're growing in a mountainous area. <laughs> There's tall and short and everything in between. And that's because the lower spots of these fields stood the water and, and the corn crop, for example, just didn't get to grow and mature, right? I mean, that's the... That's what's going on. Yeah, for for good root growth, we need aeration in there, and and we just had, we just had saturated soils, and it shows up even more in the low and wet areas of the fields. I bet. Okay, thank you, Russ. So, um, so I guess so much for the corn crop. What? How? How are soybeans doing? Are they still producing flowers and setting pods? We grow indeterminate soybeans uh, here in this part of Illinois, and as such, they will continue to set pods, although uh, most of the soybeans will be produced from the earlier set pods. Uh, We normally say that rains in August uh, certainly are beneficial to the soybean crop. We had a little bit of a dry spell, at least for several weeks in August, uh, but we still have pretty good pod numbers. Uh, We're more excited, I would say, about the soybean crop, at least in this part of the state, uh, than in the remainder of the state. That being said, we're starting to see uh, some yellow leaves on the soybeans. Maturity is coming pretty quickly. Okay. Well, these uh, I know these uh, cooler nights we've been having uh, uh, makes us all feel a little bit, um, uh, what, unsettled because we shouldn't be having these cooler nights in August yet, and, and, and here they are, and the crops, I'm sure, are, are responding. With all the rain we did have, though, this year, uh, it seems like I've seen quite a bit of uh, uh, alfalfa and pasture being uh, uh, harvested and, and put up. Uh, has that been a good year for, for that? Absolutely. Alfalfa is our most water-intensive crop as far as usage, and most of our pastures as well. Uh, They're dependent upon water to keep the native grasses uh, and and the planted grasses growing. Uh, For those who have livestock who depend upon grass uh, to feed their livestock through the summer months, uh, the water has certainly been beneficial. Well, that's uh, always encouraging to hear. There's got to be a, a, a bright spot, <laughs> along with the <laughs> along with the gloomy stuff once in a while. the The idea of of uh, um, good pasture and, and good alfalfa crop uh, would that be also be an indicator that uh, supplies for the winter time uh, having to have a farmer uh, go out and purchase that uh, that's that stands in good stead. Then they'll be in good shape. It certainly does. When you have a dry year, one of the crops uh, where we have almost the greatest price fluctuation is is forage. And if it's dry in the Midwest, then it can almost double or even triple. So we should be in pretty good shape. There has been a challenge, though, trying to harvest that hay uh, as far as quality because we lose quality when it gets rained on. Uh, But at least from what I've heard, most farmers did a pretty good job getting that hay crop uh, bailed. Well, I've watched some smaller fields uh, be baled, and it's it's amazing how quickly they can come in and do it and and uh, windrow it and crimp it and get out and then uh, come back and get it baled. So uh, they they've got it figured out, I think. These in 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 the closing moments we have here for this week's show uh, um, projections on when you think we might begin to harvest here in Northern Illinois. Richard, had you asked me earlier in the year, I would have said we wouldn't uh, start combining until October. I'm pretty confident the combines will be going uh, by the end of September. 
No, oh, interesting. Very good. Russ, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, and, and you didn't come back to the country with any sort of a German accent, so you 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 kept true to America here, I guess. Uh, appreciate your time on the show this week. I'm going to have Russ come back in a couple more times at least so we can continue to talk about agriculture in northern Illinois. So this has been Richard Henschel and Russ Higgins with this week's Green Side Up. I appreciate you listening. We'll be back again next week.